Welcome to the Purple Jaguar. And we're back. It is Friday. TGI Friday. I have not been more excited to get into some playoff football than I have been this entire week. That first wild card round of the playoffs was exciting. I'm going to be watching all four games. I've already blocked out my schedule. Um, the meal prepping is done. We're going to get into this weekend. But first, let's start off with some topics. So <clears throat> throughout the entirety of the week, I've been thinking about this, these few subjects that are in the media right now. And I think there's something to be said about two things that seem opposing can be true at the same time. You call it like a, a juxtaposition or a, a paradox. I don't think Lamar Jackson was hurt enough to keep him out of the playoff football game with the Ravens versus Bengals. I think had his guaranteed money been paid or signed up, had his contract been finished, had he had an extension, had he been taken care of financially, I think Lamar Jackson would have been available for that game. Also, I think the Ravens are extremely cheap. They don't want to pay Lamar Jackson the money that he's asking for. And they're going to end up backing themselves into a corner because the market goes up only. And he was asking for Deshaun Watson money prior to the beginning of the season. They could not get that deal done. And so I think he decided that it was in his best to just go ahead and let his knee injury, the, what is it, PCL, heal completely before he put himself in harm's way. We had Michael Vick come out and say that he played with a sprained MCL an entire season. And I agree with Michael Vick. Michael Vick's a dog. If that's what he wanted to do, he did it. And kudos to him. You know, Michael Vick still had a good career. And we're not talking about that kind of money when it comes to Michael Vick. With Lamar Jackson, he just watched Pat Mahomes get his contract extension. Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Hell, he watched Kirk Cousins get a nice contract extension. He watched Aaron Rodgers, who is due $50 million, close to $50 million, the next two seasons. $50 million each season. So I don't have a problem with it personally. I think that the Ravens organization should be looked at in a little different light. They won one Super Bowl in recent memory with Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco got hot at the right time. Other than that, have they had a memorable quarterback ever? And you're not going to go find another Lamar Jackson. He's an MVP winner. He's gotten them to the playoffs almost every season. Uh, and their division is slowly getting better. You got the Bengals. They're going to be here for a while. Joe Burrow said his window is open his entire career. One of the all-time quotes. You got the Steelers. They never seem to go away. Mike Tomlin has been coaching his butt off for over a decade with the Steelers. You got... What's the other team? Hold on. 
I'm having a brain fog. Excuse me. Steelers, Bengals, Ravens. What is going on with my mind? Steelers, Bengals, Ravens. I'm going to get this in a second. Hold on. Steelers, Bengals, Bengals, Ravens, and come on. Looking it up right now. Oh, my gosh, the Browns. <laughs> That's why I didn't know who it was. <laughs> the Browns. Well, the Browns have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's not the Deshaun Watson. They overpaid for him. I think the Browns are going to be mediocre for a while, but that's hilarious that I could not remember the Browns. But <clears throat> they should have paid Lamar Jackson. That was a winnable playoff game. They lost on a 14-point play that completely lost them the game. The Bengals couldn't move the ball. They had the ball on the four-yard line. I think there was terrible coaching calls. John Harbile is almost above reproach. But when you don't run the ball more than one time with your running back and you're at the four, I don't know. I just think the Ravens need to get this deal done. They need to make Lamar happy. And if he gives you five good seasons, he gives you five good seasons. You There's teams out there overpaying for all types of positions cornerbacks getting overpaid wide receivers getting overpaid quarterbacks getting overpaid it's time to just go ahead and pay lamar jackson and the fact that you didn't get that deal done that the talks soured it's kind of what you get honestly you should have paid him his money so that's my thought process on that. Also, Tom Brady does not want to get hit anymore. Watching the Buccaneers game, the Cowboys and Buccaneers game, when Tom Brady, th- he, he was throwing that, first of all, uh, let me break this down because several people have looked at this play and it just blows my mind it, because they don't. it's a screen. It was a screen that broke down. Now, I don't know. It might have been a tight end screen, but it was a screen play. That's why the line got back there. The defensive line got back there so fast. Tom Brady was trying to throw the ball away, also trying to turn his body to get ready to absorb a hit at the same time. That's why it fluttered short, and that's why it was picked off. The play in the red zone where Tom Brady threw the interception, he was trying to throw the ball away, also was reacting to the impending hit at the same time. He is scared to get hit. He does not want to keep putting his body through it anymore. He's not the same guy. It's sad to see. We're going to have to watch LeBron James go through this too. Now, LeBron James, however, plays in a uh, relatively safer sport with less, you know, detrimental contact. So he might take a few more years to start you know, withering away, but it happens. You get old, your body starts to ache without anything happening. And the last thing you want is to be absorbing blows, especially for a team that you'd no longer really believe in. So that was a screenplay. He was trying to throw the ball away and he was getting ready to absorb the hit. And so he didn't get enough under it. Those were a couple things that were just bothering me that were circling around the media this week. That's what happened. That's what's going on. That's my opinion. I think two things can be the same. Lamar Jackson can absolutely be ready to play and can absolutely deserve a new contract, and that's why he didn't play. I think John Harbaugh should have defended his quarterback. He didn't defend his quarterback. He also didn't call a running play on the four-yard line except for once to a running back, and J.K. Dobbins went 
on social media and said something about that. I think that culture is taking a hit right now because there's people being divided by what's going on with Lamar Jackson. Pay your quarterback. There's not very many in the league. Some of the best analysts are saying that the top five, six, maybe even seven quarterbacks are all in the AFC right now. You could lose Lamar Jackson. You should probably pay him. Now, let's get to this weekend. Let's talk about these games coming up. And as always, I'm going to stick with my picks that I made earlier in the week, but I am going to give you the scores and what I think the scores will be. Now, these scores do consider the line in Vegas. They also consider the over-under in points. But I think mostly they consider... They are considering what I've watched throughout the season, what I've seen from the teams that are are playing these games. So we'll start with the Chiefs and Jags. I think the score is going to be 38 Chiefs to 24 Jags. I don't think this game is going to be close. I don't think it's going to start close, and I don't think it's going to finish close. I do see the Jags starting to score more points toward the middle of the third, fourth quarter after the Chiefs have completely blown this game open. The Jags like to start off slow. The Chiefs can get off to a hot start quickly. I mean, in the first matchup, they were up 20-0 to at halftime and had turned the ball over twice already. So I do believe that the Chiefs are going to put the Jags away early. The Jags are going to score some late points to make it somewhat respectable, but overall, I just think the Chiefs are going to win in a blowout. They're ready for this game. The Chiefs historically will come off of a bye more prepared for their opponent than less prepared. They keep it locked in, and I think the the line moved actually today in Vegas. It moved from 8.5, Kansas City favored by 8.5, to now they're favored by 9. So it's going in the direction where I think the game's going to go. I say 38-24. That's my score. The next game. The next game is going to be the Giants and Eagles. And I think, believe it or not, and nobody's talking about this, they played each other right before the season ended. The last game of the season, the Eagles and Giants played. Now, the Giants sat all their starters. The Eagles did not, however. All their starters played. The score ended up being 22-16 to 16 Eagles. So, with that in mind, I think that it's going to be relatively a similar game. Now, here's where it differs. I think it's going to be more so Eagles 31. I'll take the Eagles 31, and I'll take the Giants 24. And I'm going to bump up the, the points a little bit due to the fact that we have the starters for the Giants playing. The Eagles are coming off of some rest. Jalen Hurts has had more time to get that shoulder together. The line currently is seven and a half for Philly. So, Minus seven and a half for Philly. So at 31 to 24, I'm still taking Giants. If you're betting that game and you're getting seven and a half points as a Giant for the Giants, I would bet Giants. And the reason I say that is because the Giants have the ability to run the ball. They can eat some clock. Daniel Jones can rush for a few third and mediums and keep a drive going. I think the Giants are going to have a lot of momentum going into this game, having come off of that win against the Minnesota Vikings. The Eagles don't notoriously blow teams out, unless it's the Cowboys. (laughs) The first game, anyways. But normally they play a pretty solid, sound game, and unless Daniel Jones is going to give them three turnovers, I like the Giants and the points. 
So that's who I'm picking. <clears throat> I'm picking the Eagles to win. The score would be 31 to 24, but I would take the Giants with the points. The next game is the Bengals and the Bills. Now, I've been back and forth about this game. More so about the points. Um, I think five and a half is a lot of points between these two teams. I think had the whole DeMar Hamlin thing not happen, I think the Bengals were going to win that game. Just from the eye test of watching the first half of the first quarter, I think the Bengals were going to win that game. But the Bengals now have three starting offensive linemen that are hurt. And I do not think any of them are going to be available for this game. That is a mountainous thing to overcome. This eliminates their deep threat in the passing. This is going to have an effect on the run game. And the Buffalo Bills have a top five defense. They always fly under the radar somehow, but they always have a top five, 10 defense. Their coach is a defensive coach. I think this game's going to be a little bit lower scoring, though, than most. I'm going to take the Bills to win this game 28 to 24. I think the Bengals have enough magic to keep it close. Joe Burrow can be mobile if asked to be, and I don't think he's getting blown out. By any means. I Well, okay, let, let's do this. We're going to do this live because this is how my mind works. I said 24-28. I think I'm going to do 17-28, actually. I think, I think the Bills are going to cover. I think 17-28 because what that allows for is that allows for Joe Burrow to somehow get two touchdowns and a field goal, keep the game relatively close, but never really in question. And I think that's kind of what you're looking at. When you have five or three starting offensive lineman out, you're asking a lot of guys that don't play very many snaps. I mean, the last time I seen this was when the Chiefs played the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes, they had a funny stat where he ran, I think they said he ran for over like 300 yards in the backfield trying to avoid the rush. It's chaotic. It's hard to get any kind of rhythm and you're eliminating half of the playbook when you're missing three of your five starting offensive linemen. So I like the bills to win and actually cover at 28 to 17. Now the last game, this game has been very interesting, especially in the betting world this week. I would have expected maybe more points for San Francisco. And the reason I say this is because not only did San Francisco's game end on Saturday and the Cowboys game didn't end until late Monday night, they probably didn't get back home until two, three in the morning, which gives the 49ers uh, two days extra of preparation. But one thing that's to note is that 49ers can prep as much as they'd like to. They didn't know who they were prepping for until the Cowboys game was over. So, I don't know if it's as much of an advantage as we think. Maybe just on the rest side. I would give the rest side a little bit more of the advantage. But as far as the preparation, they didn't know if they are prepping for Tampa Bay or the Cowboys. Probably until about halftime of that game. So, I don't think that's going to play as much of a part in it. 
what I think will play the most part in that game, the 49ers are extremely physical. Extremely physical. They have arguably the best run game in the entire NFL. They have Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. They can all run the ball. I wouldn't want to go head up with George Kittle either if he has the ball in his hands. The Cowboys have been a finesse team, I would say, the entire year. They try to start Ezekiel Elliott, and they give him his handoffs. He gets roughly 8 to 12 carries a game, and he's getting 2 to 3 yards a carry. And I don't see him breaking a lot of tackles like he used to. But when you get Pollard the, the ball, he can break one for 25 at any any time. Speed. You know, quick decision. Explosiveness. Finesse. Micah Parsons. Finesse. He's going to get to the quarterback. He's one of the fastest D-line in, in the league. But the 49ers are brutes. The teams that come off of playing the 49ers lose most of the time after, lose their next game. Because the 49ers just pound you into dust throughout the entire game. One thing to note is Dak Prescott cannot get to a, off to a slow start. If he goes two, three and outs like he did against Tampa Bay last week, last Monday, if he goes two, three and outs, he could find himself down 14 to zero in two, three and outs. And in the second quarter already, because the 49ers can also play keep away with their run game. They can hit you deep too. And normally, Brock Purdy's not asked to make a stupendous throw. He's asked to hit somebody cross in the middle. That's what he's asked to do. So... They did move the line. It was three and a half. San Francisco minus three and a half. Now it is San Francisco minus four. I think they're locking in because of the bets that are coming in throughout the week. I like the 49ers to win. I think the 49ers are going to win 35. And the Cowboys are going to get 27. Now, don't ask me how they're going to get 27 because I don't know if their kicker can actually kick a field goal, but... I like 35 to 27. I like the 49ers to cover. I just think it's too, they are just too physical. They'll wear the Cowboys down. And if the Cowboys have a slow start like they did, they're going to find themselves down 7, 14 points and in the second quarter. And then all the 49ers have to do is just continue to score like they will at will because I don't think Micah Parsons is going to be able to impact the game as much as he'd like to. Now, with all of my picks, I could be completely wrong. And when I watch the games, I look at, oh, wow, where was I wrong at? Where was I right? What did I kind of get right? What did I kind of get wrong? And this one's the one, and I, I just, I'm out of all due respect to Cowboys fans, I kind of am pulling for you. Like, deep down, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing the Cowboys win this game. Honestly, Brock Purdy could just blow up and ex be exposed. Micah Parsons could get to him a few times, get him rattled. You guys could be 
just dogs when it comes to the run and stop the run. I'd be excited to see that. Don't get me wrong. These are not by any means my favorite picks. You know, I don't pick my favorite team. The only game that I care really about as far as team-wise is the Chiefs. And we have arguably the worst team left in the playoffs that we're playing. So these aren't picks based off of who I'd like to see win. They're more so picked off of what I've seen throughout the entire year and what I think. So, again, take these picks with a grain of salt. Also, um, some players, some key players to look for if you do play the fantasy football thing. I would look at Kadarius Toney with the Chiefs. I think he's been undervalued. I think you can pretty much dial him in for a touchdown. I would look at, man, if you want to get some value on a quarterback, Daniel Jones has been pretty awesome as far as getting value for a cheap quarterback in FanDuel and DraftKings. So keep an eye out for Daniel Jones. I would hesitate to play Jalen Hurts. He's normally pricey, and I don't know what he's going to be looking like with that shoulder. As far as wide receivers, Debo Samuel. I like Debo Samuel. I like Steven, Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Mark my words, Stephon Diggs. I like him. And I like A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is always going to get him. If the Eagles are scoring, A.J. Brown's going to be involved. So it's kind of like a little – catch-all for you to get into this playoff weekend, this divisional round weekend. I'm excited for it. I look forward to watching these games. Again, you can find me at Nebula719M on Twitter. Feel free to tweet me this weekend if you'd like. You can find me on YouTube at Nebula Media, Nebula spelled with two L's. Give me a shout. I'm hoping to put this video up on YouTube. If this is on YouTube, if you listened on YouTube, please check me out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also get my vocals, my audio there. I prefer you get it there. So thank you for listening. Have a blessed weekend and go Chiefs.